welcome to the Fit to Lead podcast. This is Allison Jackson, and in today's episode, I have Rachel Brooks joining me. She is a fitness and lifestyle enthusiast, entrepreneur, author of Chasing Perfection, and host of the Confident Woman podcast. She's also the founder of I Am Athletics, and she helps empower women to get fit from within by challenging and inspiring women to let go of their limiting beliefs, redefine who they are, create their own story, and step into who they're created to be. The confident woman. As part of her mission, Rachel has taken years of fears, failures, setbacks, and extreme loss and created simply powerful lessons that help women transform their lives to become their best and most confident selves. I think you'll really enjoy this interview with Rachel. So Rachel, I am so excited to have you on the Fit to Lead podcast. I know we were chatting a little bit uh, before we jumped on about kind of how we've been connected in the past and we have a lot in common. So welcome and thank you for being here. Well, thank you. Yes, I know we have so much in common and that's kind of what connected me to you. And I see that we're connected on uh, you know a couple of different platforms as well. So it's really cool to just connect and bond with like-minded women and just share that experience and just really lift each other up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And so how I usually kick off things is I'd love to hear kind of your story, your journey about how you got your start and how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So just kind of a quick background. Um, you know, I, I uh, got into fitness, I think, for all the wrong reasons. And it ultimately led me to where I'm at now many years down the road. But I think for every story, there's a backstory. And my journey, I feel, is similar to many women. We really, really struggle. We struggle with externally how we look. We struggle with, you know, nutrition and diet and ex exercise and finding really what works for us. Um, and I know for me and like my personal story on that, that regard, I had used fitness for all the wrong reasons. And that was to look a certain way. And that when I started uncovering everything that was happening as to like, why why I was so caught up in this like image. Right. And so I found that I was actually chasing perfection. I was, I was seeking the external validation of how I looked because I had struggled for so long with body dysmorphia, eating disorders, yo-yo dieting, extreme exercise to self-image and self-esteem issues that I used fitness as a way to control and manipulate my body as a way that I could hopefully like what I saw and finally be happy and have that internal peace and love and acceptance and all the stuff that comes with just, you know, the achieving a success marker. Mm -hmm. And that happened to be like some sort of uh, perfectionism. And I started looking at where this was holding me back. And I saw that it was, um, you know, really holding me back from becoming who I am created to be, but also holding me back from using fitness as a way to really empower myself to feel healthy and strong and confident and happy and all those things I was seeking externally from the inside out. So I share the entire journey through, you know, coming from the beginning to where I'm at now in my book, Chasing Perfection, A Journey to Healing, Fitness and Self-Love. So there's so much depth to it. And as I was sharing this, I started realizing, wow, the whole time I thought I was alone in this journey and realized that so many other women are struggling with this as well. And it was, it was just, you have to put this out. You have to share this message and you have to allow women to know that there's a safe place, that they're not going through this journey alone. And in my book, um, obviously I share the personal side of it, but there's so much 
of so many practicals and takeaways that each woman or reader can really apply to their own life as well. That's amazing. And I know, you know, we, um, I'm still, I still compete in figure competitions. I know you used to be a bikini competitor and it's funny. That's one of those things that is kind of not talked about or kind of swept under the rug is the whole body dysmorphia and eating disorders that result from competing. Um, so I would love, you know, to kind of hear your perspective on how, what was the pivot? What was the pivotal point that kind of switched over? I think at the, at the start of my fitness competitions, um, so that was back in 2012, I had competed and I remember thinking prior to it, so it, was, it had to be sometime like fall 11. And I was just thinking, okay, so if I do all the things and check all the boxes and do exactly what these women are doing, this is a time I'm watching Miss Olympia. <laughs> I'm just like, I felt pretty confident in the fact that I was consistent at the gym for like more than three weeks. <laughs> so I'm like, I want to look like Miss Olympia. And so I remember looking at uh, following these women, these uh, bodybuilding competitors at the time and said, okay, well, if I'm committing to put in the work and do the, do the workouts, eat the foods in 16 ish weeks, then I will therefore look like Miss Olympia. Somehow my math just didn't add up, but I got it. I remember waking up on the day of my competition and looked in the mirror. I was just like, just defeat washed over me. And it was just, this is not what I worked for. And I remember the day standing there completely all bronzed up with the makeup, the hair, everything. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and just like, who is this woman? I didn't even recognize myself and I never recognized myself from like the whole process because although my body was changing, my mind wasn't, and there was a big disconnect. So after the competition, um, I just fell into this big state of like depression and despair. And at the time, the week before my competition, I didn't realize it, but I had ruptured my disc and I had such severe pain and all of this just literally, it felt like everything came crushing down on me. Um, and so as I was kind of in this like moment of like, I lost this identity that I was working towards. I am physically incapacitated. I can't even go to the gym. I packed on all the weight plus, and now I'm just like, who am I? Like, I didn't even know how I got here. And so it was in that like two year gap between, I would say 2012 to 14, it was probably the darkest like two years. I, I really had to start like it landed me at the pit because I was physically, I could not do anything about it. There's no more like, oh, I'll just go work off all the food I ate. And then, but yeah, I'm like binging and stuffing my face because I'm so depressed and full of anxiety and all the medicines that I was on. So it's like this double-edged sword, like which one is, where do I go? Mm -hmm. So I find myself at the bottom of the pit and I was just like, okay, how did I get here? And I started thinking a, a lot of my past and how, what landed me, even why I wanted to compete, but yet how did I get at the bottom of the pit? And so there was a lot of this like self-discovery and this, this journey that hadn't taken place yet. I had to step into it. And in early 2015, um, I had just, well, late 14, I decided to just wipe the slate clean. And in 15, I'm starting fresh. So in January, 2015, I just left everything. I wiped the slate clean. Like I say, like my, my brain is the iOS processor. Like we need to hard reset and rewire 
everything that we had thought about ourselves. And for me, that was going back to the very beginning. That's Mm -hmm. where the journey to healing fitness and self-love come into play. And through this process, I started to really uncover who I am and what's holding me back and why I felt so compelled and driven to fitness from a place of external validation. So through that whole journey, I eventually took the stage again in 2015, but for all the right reasons. I had gone to, I, I was actually, I weighed more on the stage and felt so much more confident in who I am, who I was becoming and really just like stepping into my own. And I just felt like unstoppable at that time. It, it you know, when you work on yourself and that personal development and just really becoming who you're created to be, it becomes that new addiction that, that replaces that longing and desire for something else. And so the, the journey started to unfold. And so, you know, going into the uh, fitness journey, I took the stage again in 18, uh, won my show, and I have, uh, I decided to hang up my heels in my suit for now. And here I am really owning who I am, going into who I'm created to be, which is really that creative entrepreneur, um, helping women create a lifestyle that is conducive to who they are but more so finding who they are and what their purpose is and knocking down those roadblocks that hold us back from becoming who we want to become. Mm, I love, 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 love that. It's funny because, you know, with the negative, the body dysmorphia and eating disorders, there is that positive of when you get on stage for the right reasons and you prep the right way and you did that internal work, the confidence you get, you feel like you, like you said, you're unstoppable. You are limitless. You could do mm-hmm. any, do and be anything. Right. Um, so I love, love, love that. Um, so you've gone through this transformation. You've did all this internal work. What now do you consider your superpower and why? I think like, you know, when I look at the superpower, I feel like there's kind of different aspects of it, but I think that what I, what I've found that I'm really good at is helping helping individuals see where their sticking points are, because I have, I've done so much of that inner work to really find things that were holding me back, but not necessarily finding the sticking points, but helping them find solutions and empowering them to make those choices to overcome those roadblocks. Um, so I jokingly say, I told my husband the other day, I said, you know, I think I'm going to become a, an, an engineer. And he goes, well, you kind of need a degree for that. I go, no, I think I'm going to become a reverse engineer. And he looks at me and goes, what does that mean? I go, I'm just going to help women cast that vision and work backwards to help them become everything they want to become. And I love that aspect of it because I'm such a visionary and a creator that when I cast this like vision out, that's where it, it lights me up and creates like so much of this passion and drive behind it. And I know that every individual is here for a reason. And it's like, how do we tap into those gifts and the greatness that we're destined to become? And that mm-hmm. is like everything I've created for myself has been so beautiful and bright and like all this like shininess, right? Because I lived in such a dark place that I want to gift that to women and know that there is such greatness on the other side. And that mm. greatness lies within. Love. I love it. So when it comes to, obviously you need to be at your best, perform at your best to be able to lift up others, right? What's a non-negotiable for you when it comes to kind of your self-care and your wellness routine and making sure that, that you're in touch with 
you know, your true self and your authenticity? So my non-negotiable is always putting myself first because I've learned the hard way to put myself last. And so when we flip the script and we put ourselves first as that non-negotiable, that includes everything. And so, um, you know, going into what, what I've created, um, part of my brand is fit from within. And so when we take step aside that physical, put that on the side, instead of working to get that perfect body or whatever it is, it really is about empowering ourselves to get fit mentally, emotionally, spiritually, while the physical becomes a byproduct and reflection of what is within. So every day for my self-care, my non-negotiable, I'm working on my mental, I'm working on my emotional and my spiritual well-being, as well as hitting the gym, putting in the reps, putting in the work. And that really encompasses that full embodiment of becoming a better version of yourself every single day. Mm, I love. So in terms of that, like your emotional and spiritual, what, what do you personally like to do? Like, I know some people like to, to meditate, to journal, to, you know, have affirmations. Is there, is what's your go-to? So my go-to is my daily devotional. So, um, I use the Uverse app, but I have a, like, if I'm meditating, I will really focus on a vision. I love visual, uh, visualizing, uh, where I want to go kind of like those meditations, uh, mm. like guided ones. Um, and obviously through my prayer and then I love writing hence why I wrote a book. Uh, I love writing. So journaling is huge for me. And it's, it's a way for me to really release and dive deep into those things that are holding me back. So maybe I don't have somebody at the time to speak to, or a way to really express it. Journaling is a way for me to really release my emotional, um, feelings right there and just put it out on paper. And I just feel so much better. Mm. And you know, there's times that I'll read uh, sections of that to my, to my husband or share it with somebody, whether it's through my captions or blog or whatever it is, but it really is just about stepping into your, your true self. And that true self is what lies within. And that's like our soul's calling, but it really takes doing that inner work to tap into that, to that being. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, we're so busy and distracted with the external in our everyday lives that we stop and forget that inside is who we are. Yeah. Oh, I love, love it. Yeah. It's true. Especially now with, you know, social media and your phones are constantly with you. It's just like the constant distraction that it is so hard to quiet your mind and kind of hear like, what, what is that internal voice saying um, that you, you really need or that you really should be doing. So I love that. That is good stuff. Um, So Switching gears a little bit uh, as being an entrepreneur, I would love um, if you could give maybe some some top tips on balancing it all, right? Because it is, there's a lot. We were talking about this before we jumped on about there's just a lot going on. There's a lot to do that needs to be done. Um, what are some tips you have for, for those that are trying to kind of follow their calling through entrepreneurship? Uh, first and foremost, you are not alone because we're all struggling. We're all trying to do the best we can with what we have. And second of all, ask for help. I, again, pull a, lot of, pull a lot of this from my own personal experience. And I had gone my whole life without asking for help because it was a, like a badge of honor. Like, oh, look at me, I could do this. But you can't. You cannot do it all and you cannot do it alone. So asking for help, whether that's through getting a coach, a mentor, um, talking to a licensed therapist, or um, you know somebody who has done what you wanna do, like really seek that help and lean on them. But it really does take getting out of our own way and admitting that we can't do this alone. So whether you know it's through personal or business, 
it all comes through that individual. So I always say like the best investment for business is self-investment. And we really need to take care of our entire well-being. Um, you know, so again, finding other people that have done what you've done, if you're looking from the business standpoint, model them, um, be inspired by them, connect with them. But most of all, don't compare where you're at to where they're at because everybody's journey is unique. And I, and I know for many, we, when we're on you know, the outside looking in, especially social media, we tend to fall in that comparison gap and we see other people do the things we want to do, or, you know, we, it shuts our dreams down. We think, well, it's already been done before. So why should I start? And who am I? Which, you know, we can go into those traps of imposter syndrome, self-doubt, fear, worry, all those things, but it really is knowing who you are. And that's again, turning inward, finding who you are, what do you want to create? What do you want to do? And if you don't have a clear plan, get the help you need on that aspect. I love that. And I'm such a true believer in, I always tell people that no matter what your goal is, if it's to run a marathon, to change careers, to, to be, to participate in a competition, a figure, there's a coach, there's a coach for everything. Right. Um, so love that. Love that one. So in addition to your book, Chasing Perfection and your podcast, are there any uh, recent or awesome you know, life impacting books or podcasts that you could recommend? Uh, I have a few books that I mean, the, I, I'm a reader and a writer and I love all of that stuff. So at the, at the start of my journey, there's a couple of my favorite books that were really impactful for me at the time. Um, obviously the Bible um, and the four agreements is huge. It really changed my life. Just like simplifying it. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Right. Us women, we complicate I mean, everything. So yeah. it just really helps simplify kind of that chatter in our mind. So that was really helpful. Um, and then another one that I absolutely love is the untethered soul. So mm -hmm. that one was, uh, you know, once you kind of get through the evolution of your journey, tapping into your soul's calling, it really spoke to me and helped, um, help me see things a little bit differently as well. Oh, I'm going to have to add that one to my list. I have not heard of that one. So that sounds like an awesome yes. one. Okay. okay. So this one always throws people for a loop, but I always love, I always feel like I learned something. What is your favorite life hack? And it could be a recipe, an app, a routine, or a tip. Ooh, life hack. Um, hmm. I mean, if we want to talk about recipes, anything that goes with spice. So, <laughs> okay. Life hack, spice, hot sauce on everything. Spice, it's the variety of life, right? Like it just <laughs> spice everything up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I love everything spicy. It gives that nice uh, kick to it. And then, you know, I just, I don't know. I find that I probably do that in a lot of areas of my life, not just my food. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. Yes. It's funny. People do are like, oh, they struggle with, well, I don't like the taste of this or I don't know how to jazz it up, but add some hot sauce and you're hot good sauce. to go, right? <laughs> There you go. I love it. I love it. And is there a quote or mantra that you live by that kind of like you power through when you think about it? Yes. Uh, it's a mantra. I tell myself it is consistency compounded over time yields results. So mm. if you ever wonder where, how you got to where you are, go back. What are you doing consistently that's adding up to getting the results you don't want? And what can you do to change that and create new healthier habits or movements or whatever it is that can create the results that you're looking for? I love that. It's funny because I just read something about, you know, atomic habits. I'm like obsessed mm -hmm. with this book now. And it talks about, it's great to have goals, but it's like, what are you doing every day? What are those habits that you're instilling yeah. every day that are going to get you to that goal? So yeah, yeah huge. 
Yes. And, and it's uh, the irony of it is that's what fitness has taught me competing, especially you know, yes. when you yes. have one goal in mind and every day you line it up, knock it down, line it up, knock it down. And you're just checking it off, working, chipping away every day to get closer to your goal. And so I've taken that mentality and that philosophy and has applied, have applied it to those other areas of my life. And that's where I've created that mantra for myself. It's like, okay, consistency. What am I doing every day? that can get me to the next place instead of, you know, and again, being a perfectionist, we think it's all or nothing. Like we have to go hard today to get the results tomorrow, but patience, right? Yeah. <laughs> patience takes time. So let's consistently work on one thing each day that gets you closer to your goal. Yes. Oh, preach. That's what I would say. Consistency and patience with everything, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. Love, love. So, um, as we wrap up, I would love for you, cause we talked a little bit about this before we hopped on, talk about the new projects you're working on, what you have coming. I'm super excited to just hear more about it. So please share away. Absolutely. So with everything I have going on between, uh, my books, my podcast and our community, we are putting everything all together as the, my, my brand, the confident woman into the confident woman collective and it really is an embodiment of everything I've been working on over all these years as well as outside sources as well but ideally it's a one-stop shop to equip women to become better versions of themselves so whether it's personal relational or professional development it's meant to really help you through community connection the coursework but it's not a, it's not so much about feeling like you have to do the work right because it has that accountability and that fun aspect, but you're learning and growing along the way and through the whole connection and community, which we're definitely starving for at this time, right? Mm -hmm. I know I am. Mm -hmm. And that's what really has uh, inspired me to create this as a whole movement to you know, allow women to equip them with everything they need to streamline that simplicity, to uh, equip them with the tools and the resources and everything they need to become their best versions of themselves. So that's, uh, you know, something I'm really proud of the work that I put in and just, you know, it's, it's all accessible through um, the Confident Woman Collective. Awesome. Awesome. And I am going to put in the show notes, all the details that people can uh, get in contact with you. Um, and I've just, it's been awesome to connect with you and learn more about your background, your journey and all the exciting stuff that you have coming up. So thank you so, so much. Yes. Well, thank you.